What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thought you were going to cuss at me. No, I'm just, I'm too busy eating uh, some crackers and cheese in here, guy. <laughs> oh, oh, you allowed to say that on the, do I, I, to... I just crossed the line. You just crossed the line, Mayock. Antonio. Do I have to check the explicit box on this pod now that you said the word cracker? Uh, do we have an E next to our name? Uh, I don't know if I've checked the box, if I probably should. We should. Uh, we're, we're, we're skating on thin ice, guy. If people think it's a PG podcast, they come and they find out it's NC-17. Like Antonio versus Mayock on the sideline. I mean, all 100 years of the NFL has been building up to Thursday as we record this on a Friday morning. 100 years of the NFL was building up to Al and Chris. What do you think of their outfits? Dressed like whiskey smugglers. <laughs> yeah, Tafoya's outfit was a little extreme. <laughs> And A.B. stole the thunder. A.B. ruled the day. Did you see when they shot to Virginia McCaskey, who's like 97? Do you think Antonio would have screamed expletives at Virginia if she had been on the sideline and she had been the person that signed the fine letter? I don't, I don't think anybody would have been safe. Yeah, I think she would have been. If she had been the one that signed the letter, she would have been yelled at. Do you think Virginia McCaskey this morning, like, sends Nagy an email like can you come down to my office I just want to figure out what we did wrong last night or yeah. do you think Virginia if you're going to dress like George Hallis <laughs> I'll give Nagy credit he did look sweet coming into the game he did now his his game day performance did not match the outfit but the outfit was badass he was focused he How about- as as I got a text today from an NFL guy Mitch might have missed 10-plus wide-open guys. Like, that you can't see on the TV copy that it's just... Yeah. He was... I'm sure we'll talk about it. Pretty shitty. Like, it, I think it's worse. Like, it, it couldn't have been much worse watching on television. I'm told the, the all-22 guy, when you break down the tape mm. with your saltine crackers... When I get the clicker out, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's worse. Which get, I think is fair to say, yeah, we saw that one coming. Get in our DraftKings game. 
Get in the game. Got it. Get in the game. We got, what do we got? About 90 slots left. Filling up fast. If people flying off the board trying to get in. Download the app. Promo code ham. You got to go to our, the link is in our Twitter pages. Click on the link. Download the DraftKings app. Use the promo code ham. Right when you, at the very beginning, I think is when you put it in, when you sign up. And then enter our game. $10 buy-in. Enter the DraftKings game. A uh, lot to talk about. This podcast is brought to you by Ease and Ease Wellness. That's E-A-Z-E dot com. Ease Wellness dot com. You know, the promo code is HAM for first-time users. Yep. Ease dot com. Uber Eats of THC delivered to your house. Pre-rolls, vapes, uh, you name it. They got it. Sleep aids. Everything you can possibly need. You go to Ease dot com. You go search around, promo code HAM, $20 off your first purchase. Tell your friends if you've already used it, they'll deliver it to your house. Then, for my other friends that like the CBD, this is a nationwide drop shipment guy. Basically, the Amazon of CBD, three to five business days, delivered to your door. And you know, with the efficiency now of uh, air travel, it's so fast, it might even be less than that. Delivered in front of your door, knock, it'll be, CBD's here, and it'll be your knock if you're with me. deliver. Yeah, knock if you're with me, and I'm with you. In your CBD for for uppers, downers, lotions for pains, doggy doggy bombs, doggy treats, bath bombs. They got it all, guy. They have it all. I saw our buddy John Lund tweeted that he doesn't think knock if you're with me jokes are funny anymore. And I disagree. I think they're pretty funny. Do you think John Lund, who texted me this morning at 7 o'clock in the morning and said, Hey, man, if you're around 4 or 4.30, you want to get happy hour? Like you can tell what's on his mind. At Friday morning at 7 a.m., it was like a group, like me and one other guy. I was like... I was like, John, I can't even think about happy hour at 7 a.m. My mind's not wired like that. <laughs> he's ready incredible. to go, though. That is fantastic. Um, ease. I'm sure he's a big Ease guy, I'm sure. Oh, tell your friends, yeah. tell your friends. Ease, we appreciate the support. Bring, bring him a little uh, gift tonight. That's nice. We appreciate your support of uh, Ease. You guys get, is that is that an ASU Sac State uh, watch party that you guys are throwing? What time? What time's kickoff? 7. Oh, 07. Yeah, why not? Uh, this podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code there is HAM and the number one. HAM and the number one. You know, we said the other day we thought of the Raiders, Bucks, uh, Broncos, Niners. I mixed those up, but those are the four teams. We thought the Raiders were most likely to win. Uh, we'll get to that. I, I don't know if I'm – I actually stopped feeling that way for about 18 hours, and I'm back feeling that way again. We'll see. I mean, if 84 plays, I mean, can you imagine Vic Fangio is like, they're like, coach, do we need a game plan for this guy or not? It's like, fuck, I know. <laughs> Just, I mean, like, but yeah, let's have two separate game plans. Uh, last night, if you want to get your gamble on for the NFL, obviously college football, game start tonight, that uh, goes all weekend. There's no better time to gamble than at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM in the number one. I was, my, my heart last night told me the Bears. Mm-hmm. My head told me to stay away. Mm-hmm. My heart and just, I mean, the, the logical bet last night was the under. Uh, and I think it's the under in a lot of these games just because none of these guys play in the preseason. But if it's the under guy, I just won't bet. I'm, I'm not going to watch a game rooting for three and outs. It's not fun. You know, it just really is not. But last night, they scored 10 total points. The under was 46 and a half. I mean, it's the easiest under you will ever hit with two borderline playoff teams. But there are so many games... This weekend, how about the Niners? Already, they were a pick 'em yesterday. Now they're plus one, so that means Tampa's getting a little sharp money on them. Uh, the Chiefs, interesting against Jacksonville. We'll talk about these coming up. But get your gamble on mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the number one. You also, guy, they'll give you that bonus. 
But if you take a bonus, meaning they'll match you up to $1,000, you have to bet that money. So you can decline the bonus, which I recommend if you're going to be aggressive and going to want to cash out maybe if you win some bets, uh, you can decline the bonus. We still get credit. You're still part of uh, this ham nation we got going on. That's right, baby. And uh, and you're not tied to betting the bonus because I think sometimes it shocks people because they're like, God, I got a free $500. I'll bet 20 bucks and I'll cash out free money. Eh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, this year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place guaranteed to win at least 100000 Cost Cost 100 bucks to enter. You just pick five NFL games against the spread every week. Climb the leaderboard. Score your share of a huge cash prize pool. All right. Uh, let's get into it, John. You know, for the third time I've tweeted. It's for the third time in three weeks i tweeted, gosh, I thought everyone on Twitter told me the AB stuff was over, and now it's cool. So we'll just go with the most up-to-the-minute information we have as we record this podcast. Josina just reported that he had an emotional apology to the team with the team captains, who we know have been very involved based on what David Carr told us on NFL Network, standing with him, not going to be with me. And uh, I, I, I'm not even sure if he was suspended or not for any no, point he, in time. No, he, he, he 100% has not been suspended. She also he did not he show up. He didn't show up to work. Yeah, called him a cracker, called him Does, a bitch, and threatened to punch him. Here's my question. You do have to find him for the day that he missed now, right? Or did he not miss a day because it was... Yeah, I mean, I think that's up for interpretation. I, at this point in time, would probably let it slide. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pushing the envelope. Do you really need that money? Now, anyone that knows the Raiders, and a lot of people I heard, saw were talking about this on television, like, if you know the Raiders' ethos, they are cheap. And usually cheap people tend to be the ones that don't have that much money. I mean, they, it's, every 13000 means something to them. They've been notorious for going after signing bonuses. As someone, I'm looking at a quoted tweet right now from the guy that runs Spot Track. He quoted Joe Cena's tweet and basically called it a $29 million apology. Because at the end of the day, Antonio was down a slippery slope of not, like, guy, he makes, I think Moot said this on the air, $895,000 a week starting Monday night moving forward till fucking January 1st. I, I don't know about you. I've never quite cleared one of those checks. I can't imagine have 17 straight coming at me. That's a lot of bread, guy. So I, I there has to be someone. And I think, as you told me right before we jump on, look at Drew Rosenhaus standing there with uh, Cheetah and Brett Veach. That money means something to to Drew house too because I bet every what does he get $35,000 for every one of those checks you start doing the math I mean it's a it's a $300,000 season for him so he wants Antonio to play the Raiders want Antonio to play you and I selfishly want to watch this guy I, I want no part I got a lot of people tweeting me like you just want this to be a disaster bullshit I, I yeah I don't mind it being a disaster but I, of all the BS and all the fluff and all the crackers and all the, the fighting, I want 84 to play. Because if he's not, we are, we'd are we be down a slippery slope. Like, let's just say they had cut him. Worst case. Because people are like, what do they do? Do they do they relieve him of his duties? And everyone's like, ah, oh, Belichick would be uh, swarming like a buzzard. No. <laughs> because if you do, you immediately become the most irrelevant team, or one of them, right there with the Bengals and the, and the Dolphins. You're going to suck. I mean, you might already not be that good. But at least right now with him, you're interesting. And you become unwatchable. And I don't want to be like, ah, I don't even want to watch this team. Because that's right. how it's been the last couple of years. Yeah. And at least with 84, I don't know about you. I, 
You tell me Antonio's play one, he's in the game. I'm I'm kind of excited, guy. It's 7.30 at night on Monday night. Yeah, my first reaction Thursday was, this is incredible. Oh, my God, I hope he plays. The, I mean, reaction one was this is incredible. Reaction two was, I hope he plays. I would not find him for the next day that he missed after the blow-up with Mayock because here's the deal. You're not trying to teach your teenage son how to live life, right, with life lessons. You're trying to win football games. And ultimately, when you acquired Antonio Brown, whether you knew what you were fully getting or not, and I, and I don't believe for a second you could really fully understand what you're getting until you get him, the fact that the Steelers lasted as long as they did with it being pretty not insane until the very end is a testament to the Steelers. But you're not, you're not, we're not trying to teach life lessons here, right? You acquired him. So now you have to, when you do that, you are saying, okay, we're going to handle this player differently than we would maybe handle other players. That's part of the deal you make. We're not going to do all the things that we would do to everybody else because we got to do, we got to meet this guy in the middle. You do have to, it's insane, but you got to meet him in the middle or else you're not going to get that insane guy on the field. Cause he's well, think about, yeah, think about this. Rap sheet, tweet, less than a minute ago. Here is a sense of how quickly things are changing in Oakland. And he was the guy that tweeted, he's out Monday night, right? He doesn't know if he's going to suspend him or not, but he's not going to play. Yeah. Yesterday, Raiders coach John Gruden told AB he was not in their plans for Monday. I didn't know that. So Gruden had told Antonio, you ain't playing Monday. Now, I hear, dot, 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 there is a real chance he not only does, he not only does, he not, oh, he does not get suspended, but he plays wild times. I mean, David. Knock if you're with me. I want Antonio on the field. Woo! John, David Carr said on NFL Network he doesn't think he's playing. Would, would, would David been just reading some reports? Where do you get that from? Do you want to dive the, into that really quick? Yeah. Separate from Antonio's craziness because I I think at this point we're not even really this shocked that Antonio apologized to the team. Like, I, Antonio's one of the great wild cards we've ever seen in the NFL. Well, he John, the, shock the, me. The sec, when you scream at the GM, the second it goes more than an hour before you get suspended, then there's the possibility that you're playing. Like once he wasn't immediately suspended, I think you and I both thought, okay, he well, might back play. to yeah, back to what you said. It's it's one thing to think a guy's crazy, and it's another thing then to live with it. I think the 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 part that makes it even more challenging is for during OTAs when he before his feet burned off, when he was just on the field, he was not only not crazy, they liked him a lot, but he they saw how great he was. That, to me, plays a role in this. Like, if he had just got there and they'd never even practiced with him, maybe they'd get rid of him. But for about a two-month stretch, he was beating everyone on the team like a drum. And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy, we knew how good he was. But it's another thing when he actually puts on your jersey and he's just kicking the shit out of your players, who, you know, you could say, well, a lot of good players would. But, I mean, he's just dominating. You see your quarterback at confident, it's a no-brainer. I think David Carr last night... Uh, now at the end of the day, it's not going to matter that much, but cross the line, like put his brother and put the team in a bat. Like, why is he talking like that? Like, it's one thing if it's, you know, rap sheet up there, just like, you know, I talked to a person and we have no clue who we really talked to, right? You know, it's, it could be Gruden. It could be Mayock. It could be Derek. I don't know. I, we don't even care. But when it's David Carr, here's the thing. Anytime you talk when it's David and you talk about the Raiders, well, you know, I know this. Well, yeah, we know how you fucking know it's your brother. You're putting your brother in a bad spot. Like, ha- have a little sense of the room. 
don't be an idiot, especially for a guy that's played in the league and that understands just how crazy some players could be. I thought last night he did Derek, and I don't blame Derek for talking to his brother. Like, yeah, just probably casually telling him, like, yeah, we went to Gruden, me, Rodney Hudson, and three other guys, and we said, like, listen, we're behind you, whatever you want to do. It's pretty normal, right, to say that to right, your coach. Like, right. listen, crazy times. We got your back, John. Whatever you do, whether he plays 16 games, we're in. You cut him tomorrow, we're in. That's a normal thing in the NFL. But to say that out loud on NFL Network after Thursday Night Football, so a lot of people are watching, then it goes viral. And the way it comes off is a little different than probably it's handled. It feels like, ah, oh, do they even want Antonio Yeah, the around? way it comes off is, well, the way he delivered it was fine. I don't think he was, for people that didn't see it, he wasn't being outrageous. He was just saying what you just said, right? Team captains went to Gruden and said, we're good with what you do. And the only problem is not anyone else's perception. The problem, to, just to your point, is Antonio sees that because, you know, he sees it. Does he start to distrust his own teammates? Like, you guys were cool with me not playing. And does that create bigger problems? That's your point. Yeah. It, it, and it's just not necessary. Yeah, it's just not necessary. I, it doesn't I think help. When, when now, every little feather feels like a 30-pound dumbbell. Well, especially with this guy, right? You don't need a big 30, spark to 30 ignite a heavy dumbbell for Haberman. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm I, mean, I didn't go hundred ten pounder, but I, I'm talking like you don't need a huge a huge spark to ignite this fire, right? Right. You don't even really need a, a spark. It just the flames just start like holy hell. Yeah, you're it can come out of no matches in the room. How did that happen? Like, would you could you say with one hundred percent confidence he makes it through the day with no issues today? I mean, just talking today, not no, this weekend. Just between today. the amount of time we started talking and we hit record, there were like four four different breaking news stories about AB. Okay, two Josinas, a rap sheet, and something else. See, I don't. My perception on Antonio doesn't change with any story that comes out. Whether he calls him a cracker, whether he throws a football at someone's face, whether he apologizes to the team, whether he kisses announces, Derek and hugs him, announces his new helmet deal. I'm playing yeah, chess. Y'all are playing checkers. Yeah, none of it. Today, though, like right now, because I, I just I have a hard time thinking Mike Mayock is just okay with being a pawn in this game. He feels like, what the fuck? You know? Like, this is outrageous. It, was he, I don't know if this is the right word, but you know where I'm meaning, like a dema- uh, demasculated? You know, just like... Basically, Emascul- emasculated. Yeah. Emasculated, just basically undressed in front of the team. Like this guy has no power. My guess is that, yeah, I mean, when that happens, you don't suspend the guy, whether people say we're with you or not. Was there a chance that Mike wanted him suspended yesterday? To sure. me, that's the key. Well, I, but but I, th- I don't think there's any question that anybody, if you're just going like, "What should we do here?" The answer is suspend the guy. But this isn't this isn't a normal situation. Now, I also think it probably looks bad in reports. The people around it probably saw Mike handle himself like a professional and know that Mike handled himself like a professional. That's what I think Josina wrote. Just kind of he tried to defuse the situation, walk away, was not going to be involved um, in some sort of blow up. And like you tweeted, when Vontez Perfect is the guy who's trying to settle things down, you got a crazy situation on your hands. <laughs> right? You tweeted that. When Vontez Perfect thinks things are crazy, you know things are crazy. Um, He's like, God damn, this place is nuts. But to your, but yeah, to your point, <laughs> Vontez probably be a good interview right now. Like, how crazy are the Raiders? Like, let me tell you, since I thought Cincinnati was nuts, this place is out of control. This is not what Mayock signed up. I mean, wants. 
Like, this is not what he envisioned. There's no way. Even if it was clear that, you know, he knew when he signed up, he wasn't going to have control of the team, per se. Did but, you see Scott? Did you see SVP's one big thing or rant kind of went viral last night on Twitter? No. It was about Antonio Brown. I mean, it was like yeah. two minutes. Yeah. And he kind of ended it with, regardless how this plays out, it's going to happen again. Because with a guy with guys like Antonio, and we see it every so often, a guy that's that good and this crazy, it never ends, right? The the waterfall is just going to keep flowing. Now you might go through a period where there's a drought and the waterfall stops, but eventually it's going to happen again. You're like, whoa, not ready for the water coming, and then all of a sudden, in week, whether it's because you, you could make it a month, right? You start off like two and one, you're just like, ah, oh, things are good. He catches a couple touchdowns, he's smiling. And then all of a sudden, something happens. And one thing we've seen with Antonio, it doesn't even take much. Because are we? they can't find him now for yesterday. And is there a chance Mayock's going to want to find him? Is there yeah. a chance that's just Raider protocol? Like, it's not even You can't Mayock. find him. That's why I said. You, no, because this is, this is what you agreed to when you got him in there. One way or another, you just got to find a way to get the best out of him. You got to find a way to get the best out of him. Well, so that's what I, someone tell. Yeah, they should find him, but they shouldn't. Does that make sense? They should, but they shouldn't. They one hundred percent should not. Now the problem is, you just you're admitting now we're just in bed with this guy that right. doesn't stand for anything yep. that we Correct. don't want to. We don't want to stand for this stuff, but we have to do it because he's that great. Now, luckily for them, we don't have any super crazy guys that are good enough to kind of do the same thing. But is this just a one year deal? Like, is he going to be on the team next year, regardless of how good this goes? Why would they want to mess with it? It would have to be, to me, it would have to go incredibly well. Like but even if to, you, let's say you like make the, the playoffs, let's say you, let's say you a made a wild games. card. Let's say you made a wild card and he was an all pro, which he's just been an all pro. Couldn't, wouldn't you still be like, God, I don't know if I can take this. Or he's just so good, you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're about to go to Vegas and you're going to get rid of one of your stars who just helped you win a playoff game. Well, I mean, I didn't say win a playoff game. I just meant make oh, a wild okay. card. I said win a playoff game. But you also know making a – I think if we take a step back, they have one of the hardest schedules in, like, the history of football. They don't play at home for 90 days. They the, Their schedule, just the teams they play, they go through a stretch of all these playoff teams. The likelihood of them going 8-8 eight and eight is slim to none. I mean, they're over-under, I think, is eight, six and a half. Like, well, that, that, all Vegas – every metric says they're going to suck. And, and when I say suck would be strong. But just – Six six and ten would be kind of where they should be. Yeah. So so to bring it full circle down on the point, like that's where you say it's likely that he's one and done with the Raiders because it's the only way. Then to you keep can him around then is that you have a great year. I, I I just. But is who's who's on the Raiders longer, Mayock or Antonio Brown? Uh. Like does Mayock take another NFL job? Well, I go be I just the director don't... of player personnel for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I think, he, I think he really wants to do this, but he also has a pretty powerful position. Even though he's not, quote-unquote, the decision-maker, he still kind of has a lot of juice. Like, he's out in the forefront. He's the guy sending these letters. Like, he's still the general manager. Yeah. Like, that's still, there is, are we talking about Mike Mayock if he's the number three for the Eagles? We're just not. Not as much. Like he's just a scout on the road. You know, I'm just, part of being the GM, even if you're just a GM in title only, like a John Lynch. John Lynch still gets talked about a lot. John Lynch still does radio hits. I know that no one talks about the Raiders around here except us. Radio but, hits, that's the... <laughs> but I just mean, like, he speaks for the team, you know? Like, J- Mike Mayock kind of does, too. Yesterday, he he talked to the media. Like it's, there is some... 
let's call it what it is. There's a little ego in you having a little more juice than even if you get pissed off at doing stuff. He would not get this. Like, who else is hiring him to be their general manager? And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it because I he probably could do it. Right. I'm telling you, I I say this all the time that like I worked in the in the NFL way before Mike Mayock ever did, and he was 50 times more like an NFL guy than I was. Like, I, I was much more... I'm a media guy that just happened to work in the NFL for a minute, where Mayock was a media guy that happened... Or, I mean, a, an NFL guy that happened to be in the media for a long time that was meant to be in the NFL. Like, I actually think he's meant to be doing this, right? He just is, was good on television because he's just good. He just knows his shit. Like, if you got... If you got, like, John Schneider or whoever the a guy that was just kind of meats and potatoes would be awesome, they'd kick ass on television, right? Whoever an NFL guy is, you know, they're... Like, you see it a lot, I think, like Mark Dominic and some of these guys. You're like, no wonder this guy failed. Like, this guy's not... You can't be a fluffy bullshitter, really, in the NFL. It's not... It's kind of a cutthroat... Like, Mayock's wired for it. He's actually perfect for it. And it's like his life. That's the other thing. You gotta be... It has to consume you. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not watching some all-star game when the Masters is on. Like, I ain't missing... And I'm not talking about Sunday. I'm I'm fucking talking... I'm watching the Par 3 contest on Wednesday. Like, I, I ain't missing it. You know, and Mayock, Mayock wouldn't miss those all-star games or whatever the hell, you know, pro days. Like, I was like, ah, Reno pro day, shoot me. But those guys live for it. Like, let's, let's get the numbers. Let's see it. Let's go now, find, this, let's go find a diamond. Now, this is the type of stuff that I would say differentiates people, differentiates people in the NFL. Because yesterday people were like, if the Raiders do get rid of Antonio, are either willing to trade him? And I think it would be a little complicated with the cap. You'd probably have to cut him. I don't, I don't even know if he'd be like trade worthy given that I could teams how it work uh but like they were trying to feel like who would want them and you went well Seattle would be interested for sure <laughs> uh New England like you could go through the teams you know how he'd kick the tires and then you go through the teams that wouldn't touch them right and like the Packers probably wouldn't fuck with them Steelers clearly wouldn't Chargers no you know Andy probably got too much on his plate already doesn't really need him like you can kind of cross off the list but when you do go the guys that would you're like yeah John Snyder's kind of a John Gruden of football, right? And Peeps, it's kind of too. He they don't care. Belichick doesn't give a shit as long as the value's low. Well, but all three of those guys you mentioned, Seattle, New England, Philly, what are they known for? It's particularly in the draft. is like Value is such a driver in what they do. Val- they are value experts. So what that means is you wouldn't be trading a third or a fourth-round pick for Antonio Brown. Did you see what Howie Roseman's offer to was to the Chargers for Melvin Gordon? Well, what like? Uh... Well, like Albert Breer's like did some digging because they remember when they like you can seek a trade. Yeah. So once they did that, like how he called, it was a fourth or a fifth round pick contingent on him having some success, or like a pick swap in the fourth round or something. We'll give you Jordan Howard and we get oh, Melvin Gordon. That's right. <laughs> it was like what. But it was like, yeah, we'll take him. To, to me, that's that is like GM just helping out your boy too. Is like, let's just let's just float out some awful offer so Melvin knows he is hemmed up. Wait, so you got We got to give you a third rounder, and you give us a fourth. And Jordan, you get what? And you're like, yeah. That's, well, yeah if I'm sense. Telesco, I just call how I'm like, hey man, can you make me some terrible offer that we can leak just so Melvin knows he has no leverage, nobody wants him. So like you're right. I, that's that's a G, like to me partly that's a GM helping out a GM. Like let's leak that I offered you a fourth, a pick swap, and a fourth, and Jordan Howard, and then Melvin Gordon goes, oh my god, this is my value. 
the, the one thing you and I talked about right before we jumped on, and I got a text last night from someone in the league, actually kind of from like a coaching agent, and he said, he called him, uh, he called him Hardo Mayock, the way he described him. I, I got to laugh. He's like, why, why in this situation are you even close to Antonio Brown if you're him? Given how tense everything was, even if you're mad, and I, I, I hate placing any blame on anyone beside Antonio because that's not really fair in this situation. Like, he's a general manager of the team. If he wants to go to practice, he can go to practice. But is there something like, if you're a parent, and let's say I'm a dad, and I have, it's one thing to push your son's buttons, but if you have a girl and you know they're a little emotional, are there certain times where you just leave her alone? Like, even if she's met, even if she got in trouble, just like, just let her be, you know? And it's like, if Mayock should maybe just this one day, I get it's week one, it's not like you're installing the offense or the defense. Could you just stay in your office and just let the guy be? Yeah, my first thought was, why was Mayock at practice? And why is he getting into it? But then you kind of read the, you hear the reports, it's like he's just around and AB seeks him out. And I do think if you're him, you know, the flip side of that, John, would be you find a guy. The guy calls you out publicly. Don't you kind of have to? I've kind of put you on. Put you on blast. Put you on blast. Don't you have to be out there and just like, hey, I'm here. You want to talk to me? I'm here, but I'm not going to go incognito. I'm not not Richie, but I'm just not going to go invisible. Like I'm going to be out here. Anyone wants to find me, you can come find me. I'm not hiding. But my point is, at the practice field, hiding. Like it's not like the other players. You know, Tyro Williams or Trent Brown or Vontez Burfitter. I wonder if Max got the stones, the stones to walk these sidelines. Yeah, you know, no one's even thinking that way. No, they're not. But I always felt like, like I remember, like when I was doing the A's pre and post game show, if on a particular night there was some critical conversation being had about a player, I sh- I should definitely be in the clubhouse the next day. Like I'm not going to be the guy on the radio that that says something one night and then it's not in the clubhouse the next day. Like, I should just be there. And I'm not going to go up. You hear me, Josh Donaldson? You lay off that well, outside a, fucking heater one more Redick. time. I'm going to blast you. Every, it was always Reddick, actually, that every conversation was about Reddick. Josh, um, if you take that outside curveball one last time, fireworks tonight, 1130, 957, the game. No, I'm not saying it's the same thing. But, like, my first reaction was the same, <laughs> the same as the other guy. It was like, yeah. Reddick's like, hey. Reddick's like, yeah, way to talk shit. Hey, when you see this World Series ring, we might get another one. I'm going to be a two-time World Series champ starting right fielder for I the Houston always, Astros. I was actually always in the position where I ended up always having to defend him. So it wasn't really – that's not a great example. But No, I fan, hear you. Fans were always killing him. But, um, I don't know if it's really like that, though. To me, it's a little different when it's you're, – you're not necessarily a partner or a, uh, an, a, a teammate's the wrong word with Mayock and Antonio. But you know what I mean, like on the same team. Right, like you, you are competing. It's like you're separate entities. Where Mayock and Antonio are technically the same entity, so it'd be like yeah. you fighting with your producer or something. It'd be a little different. But yeah, it, I mean, be, look, I don't, I don't fundamentally, I don't quite get why. You know, I, I hate mean, putting blame on Mayock. I just wonder if, you know, just his his old school mentality might have hurt him in this situation. Like it would have been easy to stay in your office. Do you think he walked out there thinking AB might yell? There, like something might happen today. Do you think when he and Gruden walked out to the practice field, they thought somebody, one of us, Mike in particular, might get into it with Antonio Brown on the practice field? Did that cross any, like, were they even thinking that? Well, I think once he posts it and he does the haters, and he posts it at like 6.30 in the morning, so more than likely on his way to work, where he's probably being driven, he's hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, guy, he's hot. Like this morning, 
You follow him on Instagram? I checked, I'm laying in my bed this morning like 7 a.m., slept in a little, and I, I was scrolling, and I see Antonio has a post. I'm like, ooh, and I see 5.30 in the morning, and it's just a mug, like a coffee mug, and it's a picture of his kids, and he puts it on the one side, it's like I think a picture of his wife, and he goes the other side, and it's like Apollo, Ollie, and like the girl. I was like, what's this symbolism like? I'm just going to stay with my family? No, I think he was kind of saying, like, I got to do, maybe, looking back, maybe it's, I need to do the right thing for them, or right. who knows. Yeah. But it was kind of like a precursor, like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go to work for the right thing for, for Ali. Ali's my guy, and Apollo, <laughs> you know? But he just, when I just saw that he had Instagrammed, and I knew it was early in the morning, I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know? This could be ugly. Like, it wouldn't have shocked me if he would have been in his backyard of that house with the pool taking a Louisville slugger to his new helmet. Like, fuck these guys. You know, just like, whoa! You know? I didn't know what I was getting. So I I don't think you can ever assume, because I think with a guy like Antonio, that people keep asking, is he bipolar? Is he bipolar? His personality is clearly, you have no clue what's coming on a day-to-day basis. Maybe he walks out to practice and he goes, Mr. Mayock, or most people just call each other coach in in football. You go, coach, my my bad, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have tweeted that. And they're like, you're good, and they're all good. I, I just don't think you know. No, that, that's, and but that's again, I think the I'm hardest saying, part about Antonio is you don't know. I, look, you and I have both been saying this from the very beginning. Be prepared for the craziest. And anybody that tells you it's over and everything's cool doesn't know. But even with that attitude, if you had, if you had been working, John Middlecoff, Raider Scout, happens to be you know, at practice on Thursday the 5th, would you have been walking out there going, I wonder if something pops, something might pop off today. I better be here to see if something happens. But sometimes I remember I didn't go to that many practices once the season started in Philly. My first or second year, probably would have been my second year, Deshaun Jackson really wanted a contract. And it was starting to get ugly. <laughs> like he was pissed off, like would show up late. And they needed me to go out to practice to like chart something. So I went out to practice. It just happened to be the perfect day. And about five minutes in, it was just guys were kind of meandering their way out. Deshaun, what they were doing uh, punt return drills. It was Deshaun and Jeremy Macklin. Macklin's just kind of happy-go-lucky return. Deshaun would just stand there. The guy would punt, and he wouldn't move a muscle. And the ball would just bounce. And it'd be like, oh, fuck. And then Deuce Staley, who was a really, really young coach at the time, basically like quality control guy, but, you know, former player, starts kind of chirping at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And Deshaun doesn't say anything for a couple minutes keeps chirping because he just keeps not moving and he can tell Macklin like oh this isn't going well then all of a sudden Deshaun chirps back like fuck you and Deuce then goes on a tirade like I've already got my money you're blowing your chance you're the most talented player out here acting like a fucking idiot all of a sudden a ball kind of gets close to Deshaun Deshaun punts it kind of at the fence starts walking toward the locker room just leaves and I'm like oh this is insane you know, it'd be one of those that the media's not allowed out. They don't get to see if they were, it would have blown up. It'd be a story like in today where I think these th- type things happen. Now, ultimately, that became a big story because I think he ended up getting suspended a little later in the season for like a game. But it was all over contractual stuff. Right. And he wasn't handling it well. But I, I, I think that, I think deep down, like Andy kind of liked it. So I, I think there's a balance. Like, that's the thing about football. I saw Raja Bell kind of went on my timeline. He's like, the crazy thing about this is, like in sports, coaches and players can get in pretty contentious relationships, right? That are healthy. Where you're pushing a guy, you're screaming at each other. 
it's why it always bothers me in especially in the NBA. Like this is not high school basketball. If you yell "fuck you" at a ref, it should not be an automatic T. Now I get homophobic slurs. You say things about their family, but just the first, like "fuck you," like that. And Draymond gets it a lot. Now you can say his reputation, but I got news for you: people are paying way too much money to go to these games. This is not Little League. This is not Davis High basketball. This is the NBA, and I, that that because it doesn't really bother coaches and players because that's how they talk. And remember when we found out like Steve Kerr and Draymond used to go f you back and forth, and Tom Dizzo was like, "Yeah, that's, that's the way you communicate with them, you know." But that's just that's welcome to the big leagues. Like that's how people communicate. Now the problem here, Antonio's a little crazy. They're like Draymond, you can get in these deals, and it's like no big issue because someone a lot of people were tweeting, "What if you just if he had showed up this morning and just sat down in the team meeting?" And not done an apology, but like, hey, what's up, guys? What, what are we doing today? Red zone? Third down uh, Third down install? You know, just acting like nothing happened. That's what I was kind of right. expecting. Him to show up, no apologies. Well, that's like, what you, oh, you sent me there? the tweet of like, what if he just showed up like Costanza? At the Steelers practice. Yeah, the next day as if he hadn't been fired. <laughs> You're like, hey, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, by the way, I, I disagree on the officiating thing. Like, I think you need a certain level of professionalism. And, and part of the game, it's hard because players make so much more money and they're so much more important than the officials is. The officials do have to maintain some control of the game. And um, But again, and part I, of that I'm, not, is, I'm not saying multiple. I'm just saying in the heat of the moment, these yeah, guys are but worked But part of up. that is just the respect for what is the authority of the game. They're not the authority of your life, but they are the authority of the game. And if they don't have that ability to just kind of police it, then they lose control of the game. And that's on the players. Like, that's not on the league to make sure that the paying fan gets their money. It's on the player to make sure he's not tossed. Like, you know the rules going in. Like, we all – the rules are established. But, but, but see, we don't on that one. That's yeah, why – I think it's pretty clear point. if you drop – if you scream F you at an official, you are putting your – you are putting yourself in danger of getting a technical foul or – ejected from the game like that's on you like you know that that's a line well see here's my thing though that that's back to the word like that that's i guess trying to justify antonio with mayock people swear at each other in pro sports it's yeah. not it's not a cubicle workforce there's no it's doubt a little but bit. this is but, but again like this is a uh, i'm not so trying to make this about it's not a hard my point and fast is with, rule no i know i'm just saying it's not a hard and fast rule but i do think you need to maintain some level of a hierarchy over the course of a game or else the whole thing uh, the bottom well, line, and, personal accountability here. It's well, on that's, you to not and be that, a And, guy, that speaks to this Mayock issue is at the end of the day, yeah. he called this guy – I mean, to me, Cracker's the least offensive thing. It's not It's not offensive, actually, at all. There's zero offense to it. It's calling him a bitch, threatening him to hit him on a practice field in front of the teammates is – Again, I emasculate whatever the word is to just devalue the authority. Like motherfucker, right. yeah. I'm in charge. That's why I say the right and thing so to if, do is so to cut if you're him. if you're Rodney Hudson, <laughs> but it's not like if you're Rodney Hudson, you're thinking this is insane. Like this guy's good, I get it, but I'm a all pro. I'm a high level guy. This is bullshit. Like I wouldn't blame if a guy like that was like this is nuts. This is I'd rather. Now, but then you get, would you rather lose the right way or win maybe the wrong way? For you know, sure. It's a, like, it's a if they balance. cut them, right, if they cut them, we go, wow, okay, they're doing the right thing. But it's like, well, but your you're mistake is you, you brought them in. So, you do like, this is part of what you. But I think the players, welcome. like, Rodney's like, if you would ask me, I would have said no. Mayock right. would be like, you would ask me, I would have said no. Like, Jonathan Abrams, like, this is, I'm from Mississippi. This is crazy. Cleveland Farrell's thinking, like, God, this shit would never fly at Clemson. You know, this. I mean, some of these young guys like Josh Jacobs and Cleveland Farrell, they're coming from Clemson, Alabama. 
they have to be thinking. If just those two guys were like getting dinner last night by themselves, just the two of them, and maybe Abrams there too, three guys from the SEC that, I mean, two of them won a lot. Mississippi State had some, you know, impressive years too. They had to be like, that's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen, right? Yeah. That guy, that guy's our general manager, and he just threatened to kick his ass. It's one thing to like get in a screaming match with a coach over a play, like that shit happens, even in Alabama. It's another thing to threaten to kick a guy that ass and have to be restrained from who they look at as an authority figure. That to me gets back to talking out of both sides of your mouth about saying or about culture, we're about doing the right thing, and then you have this guy that all these young impressionable players got to be thinking this is insane. That's why we all laughed, and you said it from the beginning. What you're saying, this guy is going to come in and show people how to practice. He's going to be a great example. Wasn't <laughs> it crazy? Be- that's how they defined him as. Like his well, defining he, he, he attribute. Works hard. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, guy, I mean, how many practices he been do? Seven exactly. in the last six months. I guess he was at a bunch of OTA practices, but no one cares about. Like now that the pads are on, now you're playing. I think the impression that left with those young guys that aren't going to say anything. None of them accomplished anything. Josh Jacobs wants no part of the cameras. They have to be thinking that was pretty nuts. This yeah. whole thing has been nuts. Yeah. And these guys are from Alabama and Clemson that if in those universities, Saban calls it, he doesn't call it the program, he calls it the organization. Like they, yeah, I came from basically the NFL, right? Like they, we, this is not how it works. And I know how to win. I'll tell you what though, I would feel okay at the recording of this podcast putting AB in my DraftKings team, John. I actually would too. I might throw him in one of my games. Uh, this podcast brought to you in part by DraftKings. Get in our game. We have tweeted out the links. Uh, it is, uh, I think, Sunday morning is, is the deadline to get in. At like, I think it's not. It might be nine a.m. Pacific is the deadline to get in. Although games, I think I saw it starts at like ten a.m. Mountain. Um, but anyway, DraftKings. Download the app. Use the promo code Ham, and uh, join in our game. Our game has a ten dollar buy in in it. Uh, so fill it up. Yeah, I mean, we still got, I think, a little under 90 spots left. Go right now, download the DraftKings app. If you don't want to play in our game, I mean, you do, but you also want to do other games. You can do single-game showdowns. I'm in a single-game showdown with a fellow degenerate that listened to the show that I met through Instagram that oh, we nice. just play like $50 straight-up games. Uh, I've taken some money. I've also taken some else. But you can do those with friends. You can do whatever you want. Plus, sign up today on DraftKings using the promo code HAM, and you will receive a free shot guy at a million-dollar top prize. Again, get in the season opener action uh, this Sunday. We got, I, I don't even know how many games. Like, it feels like 50, but there's like 12. Uh, you can do games either all Sunday. You can do the morning game Sunday. They have a ton of options, right? You can do Sunday and the two Monday night games. You can set up however you want. New users don't miss this. I'm telling you, download the app. I've been playing DFS for a while. I, I, I couldn't even imagine playing regular fantasy. This is my style. DraftKings, promo code HAM. Promo code HAM, DraftKings, promo code HAM. There you go. Uh, Bears-Packers Thursday night. We talked about it a little bit. We've got some issues, both teams offensively. <laughs> As you said, the under hit by over 30 points, uh, which is pretty wild. Uh, Mitch Trubisky got booed on opening night, John. On opening night, the Bears. Yeah, by, like the, sec- by the second quarter, he was getting booed. That's, that's wild. I defend the Boers last night. Me right. too. It fe- and it I don't felt know like the stand. right amount. No, I, I did. I always defend the right to boo, but uh, it felt like the right kind of level of booing too. It wasn't like 
get you out of here. But, like, dude, this is awful. Yeah, I mean, we, we waited all off season. after all we've talked about is the kicker. He, I guess, had a stretch in, like, late July, early August where there was a lot of MVP buzz at the sports books. I, yeah, Trubisky. I missed that. I, I missed that, too. That's insane. I think the craziest part about last night is if you're the Bears – you kick the shit out of the Packers. Rodgers throws for 200 yards, really just has one crazy drive where he hits two big plays. They have 47 yards rushing. You dominate them on the ground. Rodgers barely throws for over 200 yards. It feels like they were struggling to get first downs. Like you, Your defense is clearly top-notch, right? I, 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 I have no takeaway for Rodgers and LaFleur. I don't even think it's fair to judge them. Like, is it going to work? Is it not going to? I don't know. I, the, you do see that Kyle Shanahan... The deep ball that he hit on the uh, play action where Rodgers kind of slows it and then turns his back and then fires deep. Like, it does look pretty sweet. That's a sweet play when it works. That's badass. Uh, but I don't. I have no judgment on the Packers. I think their defense is solid. But it's hard to say that you're playing Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky couldn't have been any shittier. He's my guy. But Nagy, I thought, was atrocious in two, two places. One... The game last night, and this Bears team should be a little old school. Just run the shit out of the ball, control the clock. Like last night, win that game 13-10 to 10 or 13-7. to 7. Just win it like that. They threw it 45 times, guy. It was almost like Nagy thought he was playing the Chiefs. You were not in a shootout. Just run the ball. Field goals. If you would have kicked that field goal in, the, I think, the second quarter, might have been early in the third quarter, he went for it on a fourth and ten with a 50-yard field goal when Eddie Pinero, the former Raider, had just drilled a field goal, I think, from 40 yards. And you'd said it before we started recording. You could feel the exhale with the crowd. Like, it's an elephant in the room in that building. Well, it was like Al Michaels was like, here we go. You could hear it coming. And then, and then they, at first they it looks nuts. like he's pulling it, and then it fades right back. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But do you agree that 45 passes – when you're down four points, the majority of the game is inc- is just outrageous, especially when you have good running backs. Yeah. Well, That's and just... especially when Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback. Sorry, I called him Mitch. I, um, I've been on, on this from the beginning. Like, I just not – I'm not a believer. Uh, I don't think they have the future at quarterback. I don't think they have their solution at quarterback. And um, you're right. They, what they do have, though, is a great defense. They drafted – they draft two running backs – they drafted just one. They signed Mike Davis as a free agent. who's was a good third running back. Their so, running backs are good. Yeah, I mean, that's – and here's the other thing. It's like that is – How about Allen Robinson? That, that guy's good. That's just a big game. It's just a divisional – it's a big game. And it was the yeah. one you get at home. It's a it's – a, it's not a crippling loss. I mean, no. it's week one. I think you're good. Uh, but – and you're playing Aaron Rodgers. I just think when you hold Rodgers at 200 yards passing, he throws one pick – or, I mean, one touchdown, no picks – you hold them to under 50 yards rushing, you just kind of kick their ass, and you don't – it's not even a close game. Like Nagy said after the game, we can't score three points. Well, yeah, but Matt, like wh- why are you throwing it so much? Just run the ball. Now, I have another issue. Listen, I watch the Chiefs and, they're, and even the Eagles. Like they do a lot of spread concepts, but they don't live and die with this gun run stuff. Like Matt, can you just put a quarterback under center every once in a while and just get some normal runs? I – it's a little too spready, their offense, for me. Now, is it because they're quarterback? That's all he can do? Is that because what Nagy wants to do? But Nagy's been around Andy Reid for 10 years. Like, he's he's played old. Andy has a fullback. The, the Bears don't. 
I just I don't love the offense. It's a little soft for my taste. It, yeah. it really is. Uh, but I I do same. I do wonder if part of that is like you said a function of trying to get the trying to do the best things for Mitchell. I like my bigger takeaway from the game was what if the Packers defense is really good? Um, now part of this is the Bears offense, but I kind of feel like the Bears are due for a step back this year anyway. Um, what if the Packers' defense is really good and the offense can just kind of figure it out as time, like just gets a little better? They still have Aaron Rodgers. Maybe the Packers have been a little overlooked. Yeah, I mean they've drafted a lot of defensive backs. They're de- you know they drafted the Savage kid in the second round, or that was a first round pick. The Kenny King is it Kenny King? Uh, the kid from uh, from Washington. Washington. Uh, is it Kenny? Whatever King's name is, he's solid. They got G- Alexander from UCF. He's a player. Blake Martinez is a great prototypical 2019 sideline to sideline guy. Kenny Clark Baller, the dude they signed Kevin, from Kevin, uh, King. Kevin King, the dude they signed from uh, the Baltimore Ravens Baller. I mean, they they got they've invested a lot on defense, guy. And you know what people forget? You know that bald guy wearing yellow last night coaching the defense for them? Mike Patton. People like everyone sucks in Cleveland. I got news for you. You know what he was? He was Rex Ryan's right hand guy when they had the number one defense in the league for a couple years. Like that guy's check out Pedden's resume before people start shitting on him after Cleveland. He's I'd safe to say he kinda knows what he's doing. <laughs> like he he learned from Rex for all those years in Baltimore, yeah. went with him to New York. That's a pretty there's a reason. Like sometimes when you force a hire on a new coach, it's like, well, that one's a smart one, I think. Like, it was Matt LaFleur doing better than him if he would have fired him and went and got his own defensive coordinator. No, no chance. No, and, and you know what? Like, the players' reaction last night were that, like, Aaron Rodgers and all those guys were, like, congratulating Petten, too. Kind of feels like maybe they thought the Packers' defense has been really good this whole time, like in practice, like that they believed. Um, that's kind of what I took away from the way they were reacting after the, or during, like, the end of the game. But don't you agree it's hard to – like, people kind of, well, we don't learn that much about the Packer offense. I don't think you'll learn much about offenses against the Bears. Well, Kansas. okay, Chuck Pagano. Like, that's the other thing then. Vic's gone. People wonder, like, is this is the Bears defense going to be really good again? Chuck Pagano? Well, I don't know if it's quite going to be Vic, but if it's if it's just this, they're in good shape, right? Like, if you're holding opponents to 10 points every game, you're going to lead the league in scoring defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the Packers... Do you know the other thing about the Bears? This is where I'm a little nervous for them. Like, do you know who they play next? They play Vic Fangio at Denver. Now, it is going to be off a short week for Fangio, but that's kind of a tough matchup, guys. Yeah. And, and the one thing is Fangio went up against this guy for a couple years in practice. So he does know what Mitch is good at and what Mitch is not good but at. What, but what is Mitchell really good at? I mean, like – Well, what? but I'm just saying, like, I, I, the, are the Bears going to start 0-2? I I would guess right now they win against the Broncos, having not seen the Broncos yet. You just think they no chance they lose two games. I just think like no, it's just of the two. I think let's just compare their defenses. Both are really good. I take a little more of the Bears' offense. Well, the Bears have good offensive skill guys. Allen Robinson's good. Cohen's a really good player. Uh, I mean, Patterson's like their seventh little weapon. They, they got dudes. It's just Trubisky was. I mean, that's that's high-level shitty quarterback play. It doesn't get much more higher-level shittiness. That's, that's as bad as it can get. It, it was – where did you fall last night? Because a lot of people were like, I this is – this is I can't watch this. Oh, I'm not even going to – you know where I fell. It's like, God, this isn't that bad. You know what I was thinking was I think people have gotten so used to 43-38. Well, I think so too. 
I, I, I don't like you, it. You know how I feel about that game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Well, the other thing people always I'm just like, an old school. But look, we're two old school football, blue collar, uh, neck roll guys. We're just neck couple, rolls. A couple guys and, born mid-80s just, you know, just like the throwback. Neck rolls also, and like the little, I also love this guy. The little and, hook on the face mask. Yeah, you, I mean, you're college, college games tonight. We both consume a lot of college football. I love college football. But when people are like, oh, college is way better. It's just from an on-the-field standpoint, it's not even close just in terms of top-to-bottom talent. Like, in the NFL, with a game like that, Mitch might have been the worst player on the field. Every position has, like, blue-chip guys. Like, how could you even argue? Yeah. And again, like, LSU-Texas will not, now it might be more entertaining or whatever, but just the talent and the physicality of every tackle. Like, I thought last night was sweet. Now, it wasn't. There's some delay of games, and it was they were rusty or whatever, but just the level of play, like how every yard's contested. Now, part and I'm not counting Mitch airmailing pass after pass. That's that's terrible, but I just thought just the level of defense on both sides. I I'll watch it, but again, I'll be the same guy that I, I like a hour and forty five minute one nothing, you know, two complete game game. I would rather watch that than the ten nine home run shootout well if you're gonna make it 145 everybody likes that game except for the but, beer, see, I, except for the see, t- ticket to the beer yeah vendors. i don't i see i don't know if like everyone likes it as much as you'd think yeah i mean i don't, I don't know 10 9 sucks um I know. 145 those too fast uh now would you like last night if i would have told you that you could get that just an old school defensive game both quarterbacks struggling or get like Rams Chiefs from last year. Would you rather saw like forty to thirty five? I mean, every week, I, like if you just said there's ten games today, they're all going to look like one of those. I would take. I, like I just can't do that forty one thirty five ten times. But that was just such a great game. If yeah. last night that would have been a better game for sure. But I also think part of it is like ten to three when it's Aaron Rodgers as one of the quarterbacks is more intriguing than 10 to 3 when it's when both quarterbacks are awful. Like one of like part of the deal is like, "Oh wow, this is Aaron Rodgers struggling to score." That's intriguing as opposed wow. to just two awful quarterbacks who shouldn't be scoring. Completely but these are two agree. teams that score. I, I think it spoke to just how hard it is to move the ball. And both defenses are good. Like it's it's one thing, you know. So I think not all 13-point games are equal. Very also, fair. you know. Some of them can look way worse. Um, speaking of what we, we've been talking about this, don't know what this is going to look like. The 49ers, John. Tampa Bay. Uh, and you said something to me, and I think you're right. It does feel this way. The way I put it was, it feels like the Niners peaked too soon. <laughs> like, is all the Niners buzz that existed three months ago, just media, all that stuff. And this doesn't actually mean anything for Kyle. But is that still going, or is that kind of died down? And if it's died down, why is it died down? What well, feels dramatically less buzzier than it was last year this week, where everyone was like, could this team be a playoff team? Even though, looking back, it probably wasn't even close to a playoff team, even if Jimmy doesn't tear his ACL. I don't know if there could be less buzz for a team right now. Like, people are going to watch. The television rating will be solid. But I don't think most people are walking to the office. Like, today, if you're a Patriot fan, a Steeler fan, an Eagle fan, there's a lot of water cooler talk. Like, I fucking can't wait. Like, let's get this back. Like, yesterday, the Bears, right? This whole week for the Bears and Packers, all their fans are fired up. Because if you're the Bears fan, you think you're like, are we going to go to the Super Bowl? If you're the Packers fan, like, we're going to turn this bad boy around. If you're a Seahawks fan, you're like, fuck, we just got clowny. It's on, baby. I don't even know if Rams fans exist. Cowboys fans, like, our squad's loaded. 
Like I, I know a lot of Niner fans. I feel like yeah, we'll just see. Like, I, I I think the Niner fans are like up. Oh, if we could just get nine and seven, man. That's what I Niner this, fans are saying. I, I think this has a very Jed Yorkian feel, uh, minus the Harbaugh. Most people just yeah, it's probably not going to be very good. You know, I, and that's sad because I think a lot of fans on in this fan base, and part of it was Jimmy. You know, I was like, whoa, this could be ugly. <laughs> you know, and I think a huge part of it is. People just questioning, like, is Garoppolo the guy? And I, I think it's fair to say we don't truly know. I still think he's talented enough to definitely win with. Is Kyle good enough to be a good head coach? Can the defense stop anyone? There are infinitely more questions than answers. And I think everyone beside Harbaugh, since Jed York has taken over the team, has consistently let people down. So I think people are at the point now where you're like, I'm not being a Bears fan and getting my hopes up. Because if you're a Bears fan right now, you're pretty dejected today, right? Because your, your expectations were so high. It was like me after like hard knocks week one. Like I had such high expectations. And then today I'm questioning everything because I go, is our quarterback better than some random undrafted free agent right now? We drafted this guy second overall this third year. What the fuck was that? Right. Like I, I think the Niners, again, people consume it just because they're the biggest brand probably in this area still when they're good. Uh, now they have to be good, or people will just stop paying attention. It's why you know, trust me. It's why we want Antonio Brown to play. It's why I want the Niners to make the playoffs. Like I want these teams to be good. People are like you're rooting for you're a hater. No, I want if you told me your ideal playoffs, I'd want both teams to be in the playoffs. I want to watch meaningful games. I want no part of watching a three and seven team in November. And I'll probably if it's the Raiders, I'm just not going to watch. You know, it's just that simple. So and I want to watch. I want to consume. I want to talk about this shit. But you have to win games. Because people, the great part about football is me and you can talk about fucking the Patriots and people will give a shit. That's just the way the sport works. This isn't the NBA or baseball where no one watches it. Like you guys, I saw the television ratings today. They were huge last night. They were massive. They're up 15% from last year. So that's the great part about football. But I, I, I'm more, you know, just mentally invested in these two teams. Know more about them. Consume all the shit. I just know more about them. I just pretty locked in. I want them to be good. But the Niners... Honestly, I, I and we've said this, I have more faith if Antonio plays the Raiders versus the Broncos than I do the Niners in this game. Yeah, that's... And, and that's sad because I'm telling... The Bucks suck, guy. They are not a good football team. And I don't... I don't I, I don't think they're going to win. I don't know. I have no I, faith. I, I, I go down that road where I don't think the Niners are going to win, and then I think, well, are the Bucks going to win? Somebody's going to win. Um, maybe it'll be the home... T- maybe it'll be the home team in the humidity. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I was telling you, I do know Boise State, when they went and played Florida State, turned their dome up to 106 degrees in their indoor practice facility and dumped play, water on all the players as they walked through the door to try and simulate humidity. Were you telling me the Niners turned the heat up in their meeting rooms? Yeah, that's what Kyle said. And the weight room. They, like, closed the garage doors and okay. turned it up to, like, 100. You know, I, uh, there's really – you can't – a coach. I think coaches, like – I was talking to uh, coaches like Heat doing the ASU game on Friday night. Danny Gonzalez is the defensive coordinator for ASU, and he was saying how like fall. That's, ca- like, that's a good name. It's Danny a really Gonzalez. good name, and he's a really good coach. <laughs> and he was saying how you know like fall camp's not hard like it used to be. There's no two a days. There's not as much hitting. Like how do you make a guy tough now? He's like the he's like we have an advantage at ASU because it's 110 degrees, so we practice outside. Like we have an advantage. But it's don't they practice to- like late at night? Or early in the morning? Or did they well, practice yesterday, in the middle they, of the day? Yesterday, I think they practiced. They were done at 11, but it was already triple digits. Yeah, it's hot there. 
So he's just like, when we want it, like we have an advantage here. Like that, we can make you tougher with that. Like that helps us. Yeah. Because it's hard. There just aren't that many ways to make people tough. Like you can't grab guys by the face mask. You just, there's less you can do. Well, it's like, it's like Notre Dame and Michigan. What do they have? Well, in the off season, they get to do 6 a.m.s in the snow. Yeah. So it's like, we'll see you here. Well, ASU doesn't have that, but they have the in season 100. Fresno has the same thing, right? Right. So I, I don't know. That's, but, but that's not nothing. Like it's not nothing for the Buccaneers. I don't know how much that affects the game, but it's not zero. It's if the Niners didn't think it mattered, they wouldn't have turned the they wouldn't have turned the heat up in the meeting room. Well, I I heard Kyle. I was watching this press conference. He said two things. He said one, I understand how much the humidity matters because I've coached the majority of my life not on the West Coast, not in this dry heat. I was in Houston. I was in Washington. I coached in Tampa. I get it. He's like the other thing I get is I used to not because I spent majority of my life on the East Coast as a coach. And this was actually, I was like, God, he's growing. He's like, I didn't quite grasp how intense the travel was west to east. Because east to west is actually easier. You gain some time. The only time you get screwed is when you fly home after the game. But who cares? Right? Coming out to the game, you actually feel refreshed. You're like, God, I get to sleep in. Where the east coast time's the opposite. You feel like you're on fast forward. You're like, what the fuck? It's already 8 a.m.? I went to bed like three hours ago. And I think he said that's why we go out a day earlier now. I get it. I understand it. But there are there are just fundamental, you know, things that you can't do, right? If you are if you are the San Francisco 49ers and you're playing the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs and it's ten degrees, there's nothing you can do to get ready for it. There just isn't. And it just like if you're going to play the humidity, I don't. I mean, it's been kind of a hot week, but when I say hot week, it's been like ninety here. It's not humid, so right. there's just there's only so much he can do. So like part of it is just conditioning. You hope you got your guys in the right mindset. Like you said, there's just a built-in, like, are they making the Tampa Bay? Are they trying to, like, make them tougher? Or are they just practicing for two hours in the intense humidity and you just kind of gain that? You just gain – you just are conditioned to it, right? Yeah. Here, here's what I think this game looks like. Like, if this game is 10-7 or 7-7 or 7-3 or 13-7 at halftime, I think that's bad for the 49ers. If the 49ers come down, if they score 14 points in the first quarter, even if the Bucks also have 14 points, I think the Niners are going to be in pretty good shape. But if it's not that the Bucks are built to win a low-scoring game per se, but I just if Jimmy's not looking good, if they're not moving the ball offensively, I don't. What else do they have? You could say well, the same I, about the Bucks, but I just that's kind of my feeling for this game. Like if it's 21-21 well, G- G- at halftime, then I'll feel okay for the 49ers. Yeah, well, the one thing is Jameis can throw a pick at any moment. He can throw a pick. And their offensive line, because their coach is kind of consumed with throwing, can throw it when he's up like 14, lead to a pick six when he should just run the clock out. And Aaron is a great coach, but he just uh, he's a little unconventional that way. I also think when you use Boise and Florida State as an example, let's just parallel that with this game. Boise got was getting their ass kicked early, right? 31-13, I think, in the first half. If the, the, the difference between Boise is deep down in their core, in their ethos, the way those guys have been programmed at that program when they sign up for they view themselves as winners. And as corny and as that may sound, like they don't view themselves like we're going to win. Whenever right. we step on the field, we yeah. are worthy of any opponent. Good point. And when he looks at the guys in the halftime, he goes, this fucking program for the last 20 years – has won games when we've blown people out, when we've been behind. It doesn't fucking matter. We're playing Florida State or we're playing New Mexico State. We're going to find a way to win this game. And it's like that 
There aren't many programs, and I'd even say Power 5, that could have been in that position on the road. Say what you want, Florida State's down, but when you say Florida State to a 22-year-old kid, he might not think like Peter Warwick, Bobby Bowden, but he still thinks like that's a pretty good program. I mean, they, they were in the national championship game like five years ago, right? So even the, the, even the kid from Montana knows who Florida State is if he follows football. Like that, that to me is the ethos of the program. I don't see the Niners if, like you said, if it's 20 to 10 at halftime, Bucks. I'd be like, it's a wrap. But, well, yeah, for sure that. But to me, yeah, it's I, like, it just it, if it's a close game and the Niners have not been moving the football, I'm going to be pretty discouraged, even if it's tight, even if it's tied. Well, guy, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their corners, as my buddy in the league told me, he's like, they are a top, they're a bottom five roster DB room in the league on paper. So th- their corners stink. Vernon Hargraves can't run. Their second corner isn't very good. Their safety stink. They're just not good. They're just not good, guy. It's just... Something happening? No. I okay. just saw something. Uh, someone tweeted at me, and it lit up my uh, iPad. But I, I I just think at the end of the day... I thought there was another Antonio news. No, I wish. I, wish. I see Vic Tafer's on with Coward right now. The, the, the Buccaneers were just not good. It's just Can't that simple. They're, 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 here's, here's their two things. Their DBs suck. Their DBs are not good, and they can't rush the passer. So you go, Kyle, Jimmy, I'm paying you $35 million this fall. Kyle, you get paid your 7.5 over a year, fiscal year. Jimmy, yours is a little more over a 17-week period. But I'm paying you guys a shitload of money. You could go on a cost-per-team basis just between those two guys. It's got to be near the top, right? Given how much the coach makes, how much the quarterback makes, it's near the top. Like, time to score some points. You two guys, figure it fucking out. And defense, we got eight first-rounders on the defensive line. This offensive line is atrocious. Is a, another bottom, I don't know, five, but because there are some bad offensive lines. Let's go bottom ten in the league. Well, Bosa, you're the second overall pick. D. Ford, we just gave you $50 million. DeForest, you're just a really good player. I, mean, I got nothing bad to say <laughs> about you. Uh, Solomon, like, can, can we piss or can we do something? Armstead, you're a practice All-American. Can you make some plays in the game? Like, we have this unit that's being paid a lot. That's the other thing. You got Ford making a lot. You got Bosa, number two pick. He's making a lot. DeForest makes a lot. He's the seventh overall pick. Armstead's on his fifth-year option. Solomon Thomas, they're, pay- they're not only they draft a lot of these guys high, they've paid, these guys are making a lot of money. Can any of them make a goddamn play? Like, I, I, watch, I watch the Bears, and you know what? If I'm Mac and Akeem Hicks and Leonard Floyd, what I'm thinking today, like, Jesus Christ, Mitch. Fuck, what else you want us to do? We sacked the guy, I felt like, 50 times. You couldn't win? We were tossing Aaron Rodgers around like a ragdoll. So I, I, I expect the defensive line to dominate. Uh, I, I just, my, my, it's weird. My confidence is like, and Jimmy and Kyle is kind of up in the air. Yeah. And not even as much necessarily both their skills. Like, can they kind of just figure it out together? I, I don't know. All right, John, let's tell the people about Roman. GetRoman.com. As we know, uh, slash ham, by the way. GetRoman.com slash ham. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, and I would say I'd take it one step further. Just talking about it, just taking the first step, just little things like I got to go get my annual checkup every three years or got to get my contact uh, prescription changed. That's going to take me six months just to make an appointment. So we all do it, uh, and the same can be true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. Yep, guy. GetRoman.com slash ham. 
With Roman, you get medical care for ED, erectile dysfunction, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. That's the key. We're, we're for uh, the, the new age of the way to fix your health. You can handle everything online, guy. It's convenient, and here's the key. It's discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com ham and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides the treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can relieve in discreet packaging right to your door with free... Oh, God, I love free two-day shipping, guy. How do you beat that? You don't. No. You don't. So just go to GetRoman.com slash ham to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash ham for a free visit to get started, guy. GetRoman.com slash ham. There you go. All right. Um, just some NFL lines. Or some how how hot is it right now in Arizona? Like when you went out to get coffee, it's already hot? Uh, when I went to get coffee, it was in the 80s. Uh, right now, it's a 95. Should be a high of uh, 106 today. Like when it's 80, if you wear pants, is that hot? Sometimes I, I forget. Like what it? Yeah. Like right? Would you say anything over 75? Probably shorts weather. You could go 70. Uh, yeah, I would say like 68 now. You can get away at 68 with pants unless you, if you're just like getting in the car driving somewhere. But if you're walking anywhere. To me, like sixty-five and up is if I'm walking somewhere, shorts. I, I agree, for sure. What if um, you're meeting a babe out on Friday night and it's like eighty degrees? You know, you look a little better in pants, but it's also hot. You don't want to be sweaty. Yeah, it's tough. You're a bald guy, you sweat. It's that's it's, a toughie. Like with ninety-five, it's a no-brainer because she's in a sundress or whatever. But when it's like seventy-nine, where if you got to walk, you'll be soaked in sweat. But you just look way better in pants, especially when your legs aren't exactly like uh, you know pro athlete legs with right, the calves, right? And it's at night, so you at least the sun's down. Yeah, and it's you know daylight savings times right around the corner, so it's getting darker fast. Uh, yeah, that's a toughie. <laughs> yeah, these are, <laughs> these are the decisions. Like, what do you wear? To, like, do you have to wear a suit tonight, or you just wear a collared Pac-12 shirt? Well, they give us the option of wearing collared shirts, but not until I was already here and I didn't have one with me, and so then they sent them. But then Link, I don't think they like. I don't know if a 3X works, and they sent me a small, and that's too tight. Nike's too tight in a small for me, so we're going to go coat. We're going to go tie and jacket. Like that was one. always a great thing about NFL. Like, once the season starts, you're supposed to wear pants as a scout, like on the road. Yeah. In the month of August, when you go to two days and it's hot, shorts. Now, so, you know, some people push it. You know, it's like mid-September. You're like, God, it's pretty hot. <laughs> you know? I, I was a pusher. Year one, like God, middle cop, you're not a big rule follower. Yeah, color outside the lines. <laughs> Shocking to me. Do you see Zeke has multiple nose rings? You know, yes, that? I, I did notice that. <laughs> you know that Jerry, on the day they signed him, had sold this company that he invested. Like part of the reason he was in New York at the Dow Jones was because he had just invested in this company that sold. He had made a boatload of money. <laughs> like. He, Jerry is just a one of a kind, man. Well, I did see. I think it was Werder reported that Jerry is also a big part of the, like the discussions about where the cap is going. Like he's involved in whatever committee or whoever is involved in that. And so his point was like he has a pretty good understanding of like how what what real values are going to be in a few years, not just what the values are today. Well, I, d- I did see that Joe Banner. I think it was Joe Banner wrote. Everyone's freaking out about these numbers. There's a chance after the next CBA, the starting point for these new contracts are outrageous because the caps are like $300. And they're like, God, we got Zeke. Like, are we sure this is the last time Zeke holds out? 
Is there a chance in three years he's like way underpaid? Absolutely, it's not the last. We're not be- sure beca- because we talked a little. Did we talk about golf the last time, or did that happened since we? No, last it happened talk? since we did the last pod. That isn't it kind of crazy that Jared Goff, who you know, is he Aaron Rodgers or something? No, but he's damn good, and he's been a court, starting quarterback on a you know pretty offensive heavy team, uh, and he's. Last year he threw 32 touchdowns. They made it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember that. Like he's and I because I, I was critical and then I took myself back. I'm like, why? 100. He got 110. The like Devin Booker gets 150 million and no one thinks it's weird. Like it's kind of crazy in basketball that these losing players on like Carl Anthony Towns, like, oh, they gave him 180 million dollars and everyone's like, yeah, of course they did. But Jared Goff, a quarterback who is easily the most important position in sports, like obviously an NBA superstar is important. But those guys aren't NBA superstars, and we all justify it. Yet when a quarterback gets paid like him or Wentz, people are like, oh, 107, that's a lot of guaranteed money. Like, well, Should it be? You know, I feel like they do get a little bit of a raw deal that we criticize their guaranteed money when, yeah, it's really high. But relative to pro athletes, like shouldn't Jared Goff be worth more than Bryce Harper? <laughs> you know, when you think about it? I, I have a theory about this, which is when you're, when you're a kid – Everyone wants to be the athlete. When you're an adult, you just want to be the GM. That's why everyone plays fantasy. One of the reasons everyone plays fantasy. Yeah, this and is like, a theory guy. Well, when Kawakami is always like, you know, why why are people siding with the owners? It's because you sound smarter when you say I get you then owner gave a guy too much money. You sound like you know the cap or something. It's like oh, yeah, I, could, I mean a, a a GM gave a guy too much money. It's like well, I don't I don't know if I would make it fiscally. I don't know if that's a responsible decision to make. It's like meanwhile you're spending four hundred dollars a month on streaming subscriptions. But this guy who's got all the money in the world, he, he knows what the cap is. Like, the GMs know what the cap is. Because I, But I also think, like, most humans, once they get, like, 40 years old and they're playing fantasy football or whatever, well, they're in business, and they might not run a business or whatever, but they're a sales guy, so they, like, do some numbers, and they just – that's kind of the way they think. Yeah, well, John, if you're not – unless you're playing pickup hoops, like, the business becomes, like, that's your new playing ground. Like, that's the new competition that you're a part of. And so the yeah. business aspect is attractive of all this. You're, no, that's – God, I mean, fuck your genius. That's so. It's 100%. like, like well, why are they against the athletes' money? No, no, no. They're not for owners per se. It's not about that. It's just this is the area. This is the part that you. This is the part we can all participate in. But the playing part, no one particip- We don't get to participate in that anymore. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, some of the cap stuff's really complicated. But if you just give me a flat number, most people can do basic math. So you're like, well, so you're in the bed with this guy for basically four years. Twenty-five million dollars a year guaranteed for the next, you know, till two thousand twenty-two. We can add it up. We're like, ah, do I really, do I really want to pay this? And then you realize, yeah, it's really not that bad. You know, one, the cap's way higher, and two, he's pretty good. Like you could argue today. Do you feel more confident on Jared Goff than Carson Wentz? Despite Carson Wentz, yes, it's safe to say is a superior talent. Yes. How would you not be more confident? And you could throw debt when Dak. When tomorrow morning you get an alert, Dak Prescott is just signed for 111 guaranteed. Everyone will be like, oh, my, that is insane. Jerry has lost it. And then you go, well, aren't we all more confident than Dak, who's never missed a game in the NFL, is just going to be serviceable for the next three or four years with a pretty stacked team than Carson Wentz? Where most people, when Carson Wentz signed that deal, they're like, ah, elite talent. You can't stay on the field. I like all these, and I like them all. I like all these guys. Yeah. I, I just think we... We crush, unless you're Russell Wilson, you really in the NFL, 
the only way you get no bullets thrown at you is like you got legit pelts, right? Like even Matt Ryan, people are like, God, they gave him a hundred guaranteed on the signing bonus. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> but like Aaron Rodgers and Russell both signed for one twenty. People are like, oh yeah, easy, no doubt, one hundred percent. Did you see, by the way, let's get into some games since you mentioned Matt Ryan, as you like to call it, a ham sandwich of just, you know, just picks and, and headlines. Um, you see the Falcons are four-point underdogs on the road. Plus four, I think, is what I have. This is what That's what I wrote down here. You tell me if I wrote update. I wrote three and a half yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I got four. It's four right now. At the Vikings. At the Vikings. Not that we, here, we're not going to go through and pick all the games. But just what? give me a couple that stand out to you. Well, th- this is one of the games I really like, Guy. I love the Falcons plus four. Yeah. Mainly because Atlanta last year, despite having a shitty season, they could really throw the ball. Matt Ryan was awesome. They don't just have this guy named Julio Jones, which Arthur Blank, I think, said the other day that they expected this contract to be done by kickoff. We'll see. But Julio says, whether it's done or not, I'm going to play. It's like, well, Julio, you've been there the whole time. What, are you just going to sit out if the contract's not done? Like, you're still getting paid. It's not like you're making 800 grand. I, I would imagine your salary's still like $12 million. He's going to play. They remember a couple years ago when they drafted Calvin Ridley, and people were like, why do they need a receiver? Well, it turns out Calvin Ridley, I played him a couple times last year on DraftKings, pretty fucking sweet. And they have Sanu and Devontae Freeman's back. I know this for a fact. The Falcons' offense is sweet. If their defense is just solid, has Minnesota and Cous- this Cousins-led Minnesota team just proven like, yeah, they're a lock to just win games. Against, I, I think Atlanta, it's safe to say, on paper is really good again. And they were good last year until they lost everyone. I kind of like, I'm actually a little intrigued, money line Atlanta. Now the thing I get back to is skull chance and the place will be going nuts. But a little bit like Mitch Trubisky, if I told you it's 13 nothing, middle of the second quarter and the Vikings are just going three and out, three and out, three and out, are the boo birds coming in many? Yeah. I think that's a, that's one of these. Yes. If you go through just the teams in sport in, in football right now, college and pro, if you got your average Minnesota fan, they, I think they got a pretty strong fan base. Like, yeah, we we feel good about Kirk, but deep down they're like, oh, you know, it's a lot of money. Are we sure? Even though he wasn't really their problem, their corners stink. And Atlanta, like I said, Atlanta's got sweet wide receivers, and Austin Hooper's not bad. Like they, they got an elite passing game. If you, you just said on paper. Beside the Chiefs, they might have the second-best passing game in the league, guy. The Rams actually, would be up there. I mean, I, they're an elite passing game. I, I actually wrote that game down, Atlanta plus four, so we agree there. I don't know if you picked this game or not. I This one was one that jumped out to me. I like Jacksonville, just generally speaking. I think they're going to bounce back this year a little bit. But I like Kansas City minus four at the Jags. That's another one of those, you know, humidity. There's a game in Miami, there's a game in Jacksonville, and there's a game in Tampa. Now, the good part about Kansas City, it is kind of humid there, too. Uh, the pro- I'll prob- tell you the problem. before I, I would stay away because my gut would say I kind of like Jacksonville in the points, but I, I, if you think Kansas City is a 14-win team, did they lose week one? I mean, the Bears lost last week one last year and went 12-4, and four, so it's not, it doesn't change that much. Right? They got the Raiders next week. The thing that would concern me a little is it probably feels like everybody probably just takes whatever the lines are. The masses probably take Kansas City to cover that line. Right? I think people are pounding Kansas City. So it probably should be like two and a half. Um, So that would be an argument to stay away. But I I just – I like Jacksonville. I don't like them that much. 
I like them more than I did last year, but I, I do like Kansas City. Tyreek just got his $54 million, 35 guaranteed from your boy Veach. Yeah. That's, is that the, the a, little year in trouble di- a little you're in trouble discount? Because if he had zero transgressions off the, off the field, transgress is probably even the wrong word. I mean, just Red legal issues, issues, like yeah. potentially hitting children. I mean, he, well, he never, we don't know for a fact if he hit the kid. We know he hit the wife or ex-wife or girlfriend back in the day. What does he sign for? Like $60 million guaranteed? Definitely yeah, not 35 No, yeah, it's, that's a team-friendly deal. Unless in a week we're like, oh, so I, I I just I I, okay. I think Kansas City's going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I think Jacksonville. I mean, a sleeper playoff team. Uh, another game that I really like, just because I think the hype is so out of control on Can the I Browns. Guess what you're, oh, okay, that's right. That was my Tennessee plus five and a half. Huh? Yeah, I think it's just one of those classic. Everyone going with Cleveland. You see Odell Beckham? What he said yesterday? He he said that his hip issue. It's like no big deal unless I open up and run, then I kind of get some pain. I'm like what? <laughs> I, when I read that quote, I'm like, God, maybe I, I would have been nuts to offer the second round pick for. Now I don't know if he second had overall. this, the second overall pick. Did he do this? You know, when he was in uh, in Cleveland, I don't know. But Tennessee's basically been a playoff team the last two years. I know they missed last year, but part of that was Mariota got knocked out in second to last game. They had to play a winner get in game week 17 with Blaine Gabbert. You know, Vrabel's one of those guys that I don't think anyone talks about. But he's been good everywhere he's been. He's clearly a really high-level guy. In his first year coaching with a with an offense that was atrocious, they went, what, 9-7 last year? Maybe they were 8-8. Eight eight, whatever. They, like, they were not – we just don't talk about him at all. Like, he'd be a six-win coach. He w- That was not the case last year. If I told you Tennessee wins the division, would you be shocked? Uh, not shocked. I'd be a little surprised, but not shocked. What if I told you that they went ten and six and made a wild card? If they win ten games, I mean, I just let's say nine. Yeah, not okay. But they can run the ball. They have a good front. Uh, they're a defensive physical team. Uh, I don't think they'll look at Cleveland like the '07 Patriots. You know, they're not going to be intimidated. I just, I, I, I kind of like the Titans in plus five and a half. Do you have uh, Houston? Oh, so Houston's plus seven against the Saints on Monday night. That's a pretty good opening Monday night game, guy. That is. Um, what's the other one? How about Chargers minus seven against the Colts? I got it at six and a half right now. Okay. I like Indy in that game. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, but I but again I, that would be one I just wouldn't mess with because is Jacoby good or is he not I I, I have I have no clue I, I can't even guess I, I think he's okay but if you told me he throws three picks I'd believe you if you told me he throws three touchdowns no picks I believe you okay here, here's one how about the Bengals do you have it at nine and a half in Seattle yes NFL ten point lines are just. Ravel tweeted that ninety eight percent of the bets are on Seattle. That's one of those I might just take okay. Cincinnati on purpose. Just just on principle. Yeah. How about you know who I like is Fresno State plus three against Minnesota at home in Fresno. Was well, it hot? Is it hot in Minnesota in the summer? It's a good question. I do think it is hot, but it is it Fresno. It's hot? not. Fr- it's not Fresno hot. You want me to pull up a little weather dot Hey Siri, I got this. What's the? All right, never mind. See, this is why I, I always judge people that talk into their phones because I feel like it's not very efficient when you can just click on an app, boom, I got it up. 
Saturday, yeah. 92 degrees. I do it all the time, hands-free. That was not a good example. I do it all the time while I'm doing something else, and it actually is really efficient for me. I don't do it in public. So when you say hands-free, you don't have to press a button? I just, hey, Siri, what's the temperature? Hey, Siri, what's the temperature in Minnesota? Right? She can hear you just sitting there? I have it set to be like, hey, Siri. I do this all. Actually, you know what one I do all the time? Is I text middle. See, I, you text message through that way a lot? Well, a lot. Not in public. I don't, you're not going to see me walking down the street holding to my face doing it. I can't do that. That's old person move. But, yeah, I do it a lot. I've seen my brother do it, like, in the car. I, I understand that. I do it in the car. Yeah. Uh... So, I, yeah, I like the Fresno State game. The game I like, and I don't know much about San Diego State. I just know that Rocky Long's a good coach. Since he's been there, they've consistently won. I think they've won the Mountain West. Was that two years ago? I, I just – I think this Chip Kelly thing has disaster written all over it. He, Rocky Long, here's the other thing. He's not an offensive coach, so we're not looking shootout. He's a defensive guy. I like San Diego State plus eight. What, what do you think the Rose Bowl is going to look like? I mean, people, you think UCLA fans are fired up for this thing? Hell no. Because if I was a UCLA fan, I'd be like, well, if I'm going to go to one of the games, I'll just wait a week and go when Oklahoma comes, even if they're going to get their ass kicked. It'll be fun to watch Oklahoma, right? Because if I'm an L.A. guy, I'm not going to every game. So I'm like, I'll just wait a week. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't have a strong feeling on that game. But since you, So I, this is not one that I wrote down, but since you threw it out there um, – I think San Diego State, what did they do week one? I don't think it was impressive. Uh, I know nothing about them, guy. I, I'm strictly they beat betting Weber against State Chip six Kelly. They beat 6 nothing, John. I'm taking UCLA to cover. Well, that's that means they're playing good defense. <laughs> I don't feel as good now knowing that. Yeah, I, I don't, beat I don't think State they're supposed to be as good nothing? as they were last year. Okay, then I, I might take that back. How about this? <laughs> This is, I mean, this is one of, this will be the one of the big top five games in the month of September, college football. LSU at Texas. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine just the buzz. Texas has a, it's pretty heavily favored, right? Uh, no, LSU's favored by seven. Just the buzz right now in Austin. Wow. I mean, LSU, LSU just beat the shit out of like some random, you know, D one double A team, fifty five to three. Uh, I just. Joe Burrow threw four, five touchdowns. That game is where? It's in Austin. And, and Texas is getting how many points? Seven. I thought everyone. I thought Texas was the chic pick to win the Big Twelve this year. Yeah, but they're not better. This is SEC, baby. Well, I know, but you think Texas is going to score on LSU? And, and there's the elephant in the room that LSU wanted Tom Herman. Tom Herman played them for Austin. Eddie O ended up getting the job, really. He was like their seventh pick, partly because Jimbo didn't pick up the phone calls and Herman played him. So there is some of this, like, you could have had this guy. I'm going to kick his ass and show him twice. I, I like LSU. Now, minus seven, do I like LSU? No. But okay. I, I, I think LSU, actually the one intriguing number is probably over 57. Like, I don't think there's going to be that many points in this game. Because LSU against better teams ain't scoring. And t- I don't know if Texas is going to just light up LSU. To me, this has a feel like 25-15, to 15, a game like that. 25-14, something like that. I like LSU. So maybe I, maybe I would take seven points. Do you like uh, Cincinnati 16-and-a-half at Ohio State, Luke Fickle? Well, I, I heard so Fel- 
I heard Bruce Feldman talking about what's his name's first game, and same with Joel Klatt. Ryan I don't Day. think I don't think what's his name, not Ryan Day, but the quarterback. Oh, Fields, Justin. Fields. I don't I don't think he's a very accurate thrower, so he can really run. The one thing that Cincinnati does have though is athletes. So him running, like he might have some big plays, but if you can't really throw, guy quarterback can't throw. That's gonna be a problem. That's why I think some of these guys in college, they get so hyped up in these Elite Eleven camps, the stuff they do with Yogi and the stuff they do with Dilfer and just the Bruce Feldman and then the you know, the Manning camp. It just kinda grows on itself. And because if you just go out to one of these camps, I imagine if you watch Justin Fields, it'd be like watching some high school pitcher that throws 96. If you just watch him in a bullpen, you're like, oh, my God. This guy's 17 blowing gas like this? Big leagues. And then you get him in a game, like, God, he can't throw a strike. (laughs) You know, you get Justin Fields on the field, you're like, well, your number one wide receiver's not open. You have to anticipate two before you even look at him and throw it before he gets out of his break. And you're playing, you know, an NFL corner. It's a little more difficult, right? And I think sometimes the transition, because we, we, the, a lot of the hype now, I think, is not even as much on high school tape. It's on camps. Mm-hmm. So they go to these camps, and you get offered, and then that's when your four and five stars grow, when really, why couldn't Justin Fields be, be the starting quarterback at Georgia last year? Because he's not as accurate as Jacob Fromm, even though no one would say that Fromm. And we, remember, DJ's like, yeah, I don't even know if the NFL people love him. It's not like Fromm is some locked first rounder, but he's just a functional quarterback where I think fields, I bet Kirby who not an offensive guy, but would, it has that defensive mindset. He's like, I can't trust this guy to get, we might just go three and out. Cause he can't, he's skipping balls. Yeah. He's throwing a hundred miles an hour, but he doesn't know where he's going. So I got, I, yeah, you've kind of talked, I'm, I'd take Cincinnati. Is I got, this upset special. What, what's our money line on this? Uh, you can get Cincinnati over five to one. Okay. Would you like, say that'd be a, Luke's, would, would that be a pretty big upset and would a bad be. loss for Ryan Day? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> but uh, okay, I'll, yeah. Who do the um, Fighting Harbaugh's have this weekend? Army. Oh, Army. So I actually thought about that one. I've got two more I like for you. Oklahoma minus thirty nine and a half against South Dakota. Do you have that game? Uh, Do you I mean, that? I didn't. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I, I, to me, that's. 39.5 just makes that one fun, but I, I think Oklahoma beats them by 40. Um, that's, that's a lot of points, guy. I, I know. But I'm pretty confident because there was a game I really liked last week that was a 32.5 point line. Who and then won? The, huh? And who won that game? The team that was favored. Um, and then the other one I like is I think Cal's defense is really good again, so people might be a little skittish on this because they beat Washington last year like. 13 to 10 or whatever the score was 12 to 9 there was one defensive touchdown scored in the entire game that was the only touchdown scored in the game that was the game remember that chris peterson replaced jake browning for a series and they threw the pick six that lost him the game was that because he got benched or got a concussion uh they got benched because he came back in the game okay it was they just needed a spark so that game was really low scoring last year um and cal won it and so washington's favored by 14 this week I like Washington in that game. Uh, Washington's going to want that game bad, and I think Washington is—I think Washington's really good, and I think their so, schedule's so really. You bad like them to kick the shit out of Cal? Yeah, I think they're—I think they've been waiting for this game. Like this is one that if it's forty to seven at the end of the game, you could. Say I don't know if like I that. go that far, but I just think 14's a lot because Cal's defense is legitimately really good. 
So I don't feel that part I don't like. I don't like saying someone's going to beat, but I just think Washington's offense is so much better than Cal's. Uh, can, can I can I counter that or just mm-hmm. argue that a little bit? Again, I was there live. Okay. Now, I mean, I was kind of BSing and not super just like breaking down the X's nose on every play. Eating some ever good sausage with my guy, Donnie Miller, that took me to the game. When I hear this, they're really good. Because yeah. I, I hear that from everyone. I just yeah. went to the Skins game in Davis. Uh, Tyler Raber's dad, golfer at Cal, season ticket holder. Even though his son went to UC Davis, he said he was furious because all these UC Davis people were sitting around him at the game. He's a diehard Cal guy, and he kept saying that. We got a, we got an elite defense. If we would have had this defense with Sonny Dykes' championship. I'm like, I'm at the game, and I when I think elite defense, maybe when I hear that in college football, I think like Bama or Clemson. And I think that's how Cal kind of views themselves. Like we got a top five or ten defense in the country. I don't know if I necessarily see that. I think they're fundamentally sound. They make like open field tackles, but I, I, I think their defense a tad bit overrated. Just watching them live. Now they gave up. You subtract the the touchdown on the fumble in the opening kickoff in the Davis game. They didn't give up any yards really or any plays. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I don't think they're like loaded with athletes on defense. Well, but to just so be, I but they're well coached and they're tough. They're 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 very Boise like in yeah, the 2000s. They don't. They don't, they don't have, have how many NFL players they have. Is I guess my point. They, maybe, they've got a maybe super one. deep secondary. They've got a really deep two good safeties. They're good, well they're goal, well coached. That's corners. how I describe them. They've got a good middle linebacker. They've got a second athletic linebacker. But yeah, no, they're they're not going to jump high off motor the page. pass rushers. They're not going to jump off the page with their athletes. No doubt. That, that that's I guess where I'm coming from. That I feel people talk about the Cal defense like it's the best defense now on the West Coast. And it might be true at the end of the year statistically, but like Washington, they're going to roll out pros on defense, right? I think Washington's getting underrated just as a team right now. That's what I'm saying. I, I, hearing you talk this way that you love Washington, having watched Cal and think that their defense is a little overrated personnel-wise, now they play well as a unit, which at the end of the day it's a team game. That's all that matters. And it is like Wilcox just knows, like these guys, like he knows, right? Justin Wilcox knows Chris Peterson, coach for him. I kind of like... Yeah, I like Washington kind of big, man. I, I I didn't. I just saw some highlights. It's a pretty big, pretty big kind of momentum swinger. Like if the if the new quarterback can play well against this Cal defense, they'll be you know if they win like thirty to seven, they'll be feeling pretty good, right? I, people, if they win like that, people are going to jump on Washington in a heartbeat. Or wouldn't you say people are already kind of heading toward them? Well, just because Stanford's got issues, Oregon's got issues, yeah, in the north. If you had to guess right now, what's the Pac-12 championship? Washington, Utah. Yeah, that's I picked. I picked Washington to win the league. What if? Uh, what if Arizona State? You got Arizona State tonight, or what? Yeah. Arizona, Arizona State tonight. Arizona Saturday. So I mean, to me, Arizona State's a sleeper. They are. Herbie picked them to win the South. I don't. I don't mind that one. Um, what do you think about their Oregon offensive State? lines? Got some questions, but their defense should be good. Doesn't feel like the offensive lines in the Pac-12 are that great. People, well, they had their center get hurt like two days before their opener. They got a true. Fre- they had the only true freshman starting at center in the nation last week. ASU. What do you think about so true Wyoming freshman center, t- true freshman quarterback? Wyoming, Texas State. No thoughts actually. Texas Wyoming State's just. Not- well, Wyoming just oh, beat somebody. Texas. Yeah. Um, Some Power Five team. Who was it? Did you see the new story on Hugh Freeze this morning? No. They're playing Louisiana Lafayette, at Louisiana Lafayette. Liberty is flying in a dentist chair for him to be in the press box. Wait, like in the coach's box yeah, or like in the, the pre- 
I, I think in the coach's box. Does he still have chair. a doctor with him? I don't know, but he's in a dentist chair. PFT Commander had a great quote, like, breaking news, we just learned that the state of Louisiana does not have any dentist chairs. Like, why do you need to fly one in? You can't just get one there. A uh, couple things, John. Wyoming beat Missouri. Antonio Brown is playing on Monday. Who confirmed that? Uh, was that a rap sheet? John Gruden announces Antonio Brown will avoid suspension and play versus Denver. He's in, dog! He's in! Let's get it on! He's in, dog! Woo! John Gruden. When did Don, John... Oh, he just... <laughs> he, he said he's ready... Gruden just said he's... I'm watching this... He didn't do a presser. He just kind of stood there. He said, yeah. ready to move on. He's in. Yep. We're all good now. We're all, all yeah, ready to move on. Everyone's ready to move on. Cool. I think we can just end the pot on that. He's ready to move on. All good. Fucking all steam ahead, guy. All right. <laughs> Nothing to see here. All good. Good. Makes me happy. If you had to guess right now, is Mayock mad or is he just whatever? I think he's mad. Yeah. Because he, he got kind of. He's a normal human being. Deal. He got made fun of a little bit in this. Well, Again, Mike Mayock, one of the most respected people in the NFL, is in the middle of this. Like, all of a sudden, he's with the Raiders for six months, and things are off. Like, it's like Mike Mayock's in the middle of this crazy situation. Like, has Mike Mayock dealt with anything professionally like this in his professional career? And I don't mean to say he's inexperienced. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is the crazy. This guy's been around the NFL forever, and this has got to be the craziest thing he's ever been a part of. And he hasn't been here a year. It's wild, guy. It's it's wild. And it's wild, and it's not even that shocking at all. That's the crazy part, right? And it's not. It is not. We have not. We, we've moved on for this for now, but it's not over. Something else is going to happen. That's the other part. Is this? I would love to believe that she's not going to cheat again, but she. It's something's going to happen. You agree, though? We all win with him playing. Yeah, I don't mind crazy shit happening, but I want him playing because at least for now, because I. I've said it, I'll say it for the millionth time. We watch all the games either way, so I want the games to be good. I know. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Ha, ha, this is a classic media line. Have a good call, guy. Have a good happy hour. <laughs> Hours. Hours. <laughs> Later. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.